from the Extra Point Friday edition, day after inaugural game edition. I'm Wes. I'm here with Bobby. What's up, Bobby? What's going on? How you doing, Wes? Good, yeah, the season is finally upon us after all this wait. It's on. Yeah, and we got a we got our uh, NFL 100 anniversary game, Green Bay and uh, Chicago playing at Soldier Field last night. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. You know what? I didn't even rec- I didn't even really know it was uh, actually the 100th season of the NFL last night, and it was kind of cool seeing. Um, you know, the 85 Bears, you know, coming out before the game, celebrating, you know, with the fans pregame or whatnot. But, yeah, 100 years. Wow. Yeah, and hopefully here's to uh, 100 more going forward. 100 so, more of tackle football. 100 more of tackle football, yes, absolutely. Um, with that, it was it was a pretty quiet game, not a high-scoring game. Um, I, I didn't anticipate it being a high-scoring game. I thought Rodgers was going to do a little bit more last night. Um you didn't really get a whole lot of that. I mean, he ended up finishing a lot stronger. But to start the game out, it was a lot of defensive football. And it, it seemed a lot of the offensive sides on both teams just trying to figure out who they are at this point. Right. And a lot of that has to go with um, especially the quarterback play in the first half. Uh, you, I mean, you can definitely tell that, you know, these two quarterbacks didn't get any reps in the preseason. So pretty much the first half was their preseason. Actually, their first month of football, you know, for people like Trubisky might be the preseason nowadays. You know, for these starters, and you can definitely tell there was rust there. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, especially right at the beginning, but you know he didn't get to play in the preseason. He's supposed to play week three, but then they had that whole field debacle where they're playing with 80 yards. And I mean, I, I can't blame him for not wanting to put him out there. I actually am fine with Matt Lafleur keeping him, you know, restricted for that game and even the final game of the year because you're not going to get out a lot out of Rodgers besides stuff he already knows. Because week four, you're just getting a bunch of the people trying to make the team and and, and just trying to figure out the final cuts at that point. So right. You're not going to get a whole lot of crazy stuff from that. They started out the game, like I said, pretty slow. Actually, slower than you'd anticipate an Aaron Rodgers offense to start. They started out with negative 12 yards to begin the game in the first quarter. Um, definitely not Aaron Rodgers-esque by any means. Uh, to which he later replied by bombing it down the field on a great play. Dime of a play, I believe it was to Adams. Um, and and, and he, he started getting you know a little momentum going. And I thought that was going to be the beginning of of something for the Packers, like, okay, here comes their offense now. It's, it's going to get going. But we really didn't see a whole lot of that. A lot of just really good defensive football. It was a good defensive game. It was fun to watch. It was in the beginning. And kind of just what, what you pointed on, like the first quarter was the first three drives was kind of Aaron Rodgers and uh, just trying to figure himself out, get his timing right. You know, you can definitely see the rest of not playing in the preseason. But what's very impressive about him is it didn't take him that long to finally, you know, get the ball going getting those passes down, getting the timing down. Once, you know, I think that drive started with that 50-yard bomb, then he had another 30-yard pass, then he chucked that one in the end zone to Jimmy Graham for a touchdown. And after that, he was pretty much kind of pinpoint a little bit, you know, throughout the game. Yeah, he was. Um, unfortunately, didn't lead in any more scores going into the game. and finished 18 for 30, 203 yards, touchdown, no picks. Uh, he didn't really have a running game to deal with, and we didn't expect that much coming from Adam Jones. Uh, right. You know, and the offensive line wasn't great. They weren't bad, though. They, I feel like Rodgers had a lot of time, not in the beginning. In the beginning of the game, he was getting a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure from that the Bears defense, which, again, we expected. And you, you, were, you were hoping that the uh, run game would help supplement um, some sort of option for Rodgers to get open later in the game. Yeah. But they just never really came to that. And, I mean, as far as the rushing game goes, they had really just Aaron Jones – his 13 for 39 yards, which is, I mean, that's, that's almost less than this way, like three yards of carry. That's three, three yards. Yep, three yards of carry. Uh, Rogers, he had, you know, he had to scramble a few times, got some stuff done, but that's really it. You had a couple of people make carries, but to no yards. I mean, we're talking zero yards a game. So 
you didn't really get a run game at all. Uh, Aaron Jones, even out of the backfield, uh, not a whole lot. One reception uh, on one target for zero yards. So right back to the line of scrimmage. It, it wasn't a whole lot of offensive firepower going. No, and just to point on one thing about, um, you know, the offensive line for the Packers, I was pretty impressed with their left tackle, um, David Bakatiari. Yep. Everybody remembers, you know, he was the one that was at the game, the um, Milwaukee Bucks playoff game. I was chugging beers with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he held Khalil Mack to uh, – Khalil Mack's total stat line for the night was five tackles, five solo tackles, zero sacks, and zero quarterback hits. So uh, that was a really good matchup, and I really thought Bakatari did a really good job on Khalil Mack. You know, obviously Mack is arguably the best defensive player in football, but he did a good job of keeping Aaron Rodgers pretty clean most of the night, his offensive line. So that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, he did. He did a really good job. Not many games you can see Khalil Mack without any quarterback hits or sacks. Right, especially from a, a Packers offensive line. So, again, like I said, they were good. Um, there were some spots here and there, especially early on where they slipped up, especially with Leonard Floyd coming through. Um, two sacks on the night uh, on four tackles, and obviously those two leading to being losses. Raquan Smith was getting some pressure back there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense looked, you know, pretty good. It didn't look like the Bears' defense from last year, but I mean, week one you're probably not going to get that. You're going to get a lot of especially playing Aaron Rodgers. You right. Know, that actually knows the game a lot. Yeah. Right. Now going to the other side, you have Mitch Trubisky who ended up throwing the ball 45 times, which I did not expect what do you to have, see. Like 24, 25, 26 attempts, something like that. Uh, 20. Well, 45 attempts on a and then 26 completions, completions for, I mean, yeah. for a pedestrian, 228, um, and then no touchdowns and a pick. Uh. That's. I've kind of fell asleep towards the end of the game, but was that if, I was, if I'm correct, was that pick in the end zone? Or yeah, yeah. Amos, Amos gets the pick in the There's end zone. It was it was he was trying to put it in the back corner of the end zone to get get a score. Right. Uh, Amos gets the pick on a great play. You know, keeping both feet in bounds. I mean, we're talking back left corner of the end right. zone. It was right. a good design play, but I think he read it wrong. You you saw a lot a lot of Trubisky forcing the ball to Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson had a fantastic night. If I was going to point that out, though. He actually really did, from what I saw. What were his numbers? Seven, uh, seven receptions, 102 yards, but on, on 13 targets. Like I said, they were forcing the game. ball to him. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a star stud receiver. Um, I, I, you know, That's we, a Jag, former Jag, right? Yep, former Jag. Had a 1,000-yard season with us. Ended up not, uh, we didn't get him re-signed. We ended up going with Marquise Lee instead, led the ACL entry. But that's a team for another day. Um uh, but yeah, that was that was the thing of the night was them consistently trying to get it to Allen Robinson. Trubisky had a couple plays where he was wide open too, and he just I mean you could see there wasn't a lot of vision there tonight. He it almost looked like he kind of he, was, he looked a little, a little bit. bit flustered too, and I think a lot of that has to do. I don't know if he got any reps this preseason either. I believe they said, he got time. Did he get a little bit? He time got a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And you know uh, nothing to take away from Green Bay's defense. Like you and I were talking about before we started the show, that uh, they actually looked pretty good. A yep. little stat I want to point out uh, is a former Redskin, Preston Smith, actually had a really good game. He, he had did. five tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. And, um, yeah, he was a factor. And uh, my buddy, uh, my former UW player, Kevin King, should have had a pick six in the first quarter. Yeah, with know, that pass deflection. With that pass deflection on yep. that. But um, I was kind of – I'll be honest with you, last week I, I was the only one between Matt, you and I, uh, that picked the Bears to win this game. I thought they were going to come out fired up at home. Mm-hmm. I think I picked them, what was it? 21-14. 21-14, and then you picked them. I picked the Packers. 24-10. 24-10, and Matt picked them. He picked Green Bay over Chicago, 22-17. Right, so we were all kind of off when it came to as far as the, the scoring-wise. Right. But, yeah, I guess the, I guess the Bears are um, – well, the Packers have their number at home. I mean, didn't they beat them last year at home to open the season up to? I believe that's so. 21-point lead. I believe so. Yeah. It's a uh, 
it, it's, you know, telling to the beginning of the season that both teams are going to kind of need to go back to work on their offensive plans. You know, all these plans, especially with the Matt LaFleur offense. You didn't really see a whole lot of it last night. You saw a lot of Rodgers kind of all over the place. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the game, because I know you said you didn't catch the end of the game, yeah. they were fired up about that defense. Patine, mm-hmm. uh, their defensive coordinator, former coach for the Browns, right. did a fantastic job. I mean, you saw everybody. He was the one get, he got lifted. I mean, they were so pumped for that defense. Right. I mean, Blake Martinez, fantastic game. I wanted to make sure to point that out. He did great last night. He ended up with a sack on five tackles. He looked really solid. It looked like he was controlling the defense and, and really just kind of – he was everywhere. I, I, he did really good last night. It was just something I noticed. Amos again with the pick. Tremont Williams did good. You said you you, you touched base on Preston Smith. Yeah. Um, all these guys did have really good games. So the defense, yeah, I mean, it looks a lot different now. The thing is, is two, three, four weeks into the season, are we going to see the same sort of defense? How are the other offenses? Right, I was about to say because usually to start the season off, you know, early in the season, I think we're going to see that trend this week, you know, in the. Um, the first couple weeks here of the season that, you know, the defenses are definitely going to be farther ahead than the offenses. Oh, yeah. That's kind of always the case. Yeah. But you're right, though. I mean, let's see if this defense can, you know, how they look in week four, five, and six, you know, going forward from there. Yeah. And, you know, Green Bay, credit to them. What about Jimmy Graham, though? I was kind of impressed yeah. with him, you know. Somebody yeah. that's – because he was – I believe he was there last year, too. But was he banged up, I think, a little bit with injuries last year or no? You know, I don't know his whole story from last year. Right, but it was honest. just a pleasant he surprise to see Jimmy Graham make a couple. I think his numbers were three catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. But I like the way that Aaron Rodgers was hitting him last year. He was, right. or, I mean, not last year, excuse me, uh, last night. Throw the jump ball to a basketball player, man. Yeah, exactly, right there, yeah. that's so where I was got going. Posi- you got position, you know, yeah. like you boxing out and you toss it up. Exactly, and, and I think he did a good job of that in the corner of the end zone. There's a couple other plays he had receptions on as well. I wish – I want more of that. I want more of that. He he hit his tight ends. Not only Graham, he also hit Mercedes Lewis on a couple of passes last night. Another former Jag. Um, he hit him for two passes for 14 yards and some pretty good plays. I think you counted out. I think he hit nine or ten different receivers last night. So something like that. Spreading the wealth. Eight, eight receivers. I although I'll eight. say seven. Okay. I'll say seven because I'm not going to count Aaron Jones one catch for zero right, yards. Yeah. I'm not going to okay. count that. So we'll say seven. We will say seven. Yeah. That. That last drive that they had at the end of the night, they were moving the Bears uh, that I'm talking about. They were moving downfield, and it was looking good. They just ran out of time late right. in the game. I, I would have liked to see that drive finish out without having to rush it. But, I mean, Amos, great pick, great play. Congratulations to Green Bay. They are now the best-ranked team in the NFL right now. I want to know the Bears were the worst rank in the division at 0-1. At least for uh, the next, what, 24, 36 hours? That's yep. it. That's it. Moving on uh, from the Green Bay game, got a little – Love for Antonio Brown or not love, depending on how you look at him. Antonio There's Brown. Always a topic of conversation for the last um, two months. And <laughs> every week, there's a different story change with him. Yeah. So let's just date this back for what the past week I'd say. So earlier in the week, Mike Mayock sends uh, a letter to Antonio Brown regarding him getting fined for not showing up for the pre for preseason training camp. Such you know, it ended up what a little over forty grand or forty thousand, something like that. That he was uh, being right around that number, yeah. right? So he sends that out to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown then decides to, being Antonio Brown, tweet it and put it uh, all over social media how pissed off he was about it. So then you go to Wednesday. Wednesday comes around and you find out that Mayock and Antonio Brown had a meeting, which became very rough. They came bad and ended up with. Antonio Brown calling. Mike was it not, now was that on field? You think, or was that something that no, was in the locker room? It was or? something in the. It was in the in the building. Because players heard about it, you know. That's I mean. Well, I mean, funny that was enough. Around. Funny enough, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. The player that actually broke it up was Vontez Perfect. 
That's right. Yeah. Okay. Go figure. So yeah. somebody um, that's trying to reestablish his reputation right there. Right. right. So from any, everyone that was there, from what it was said, it was nothing physical. It was just a lot of verbal. Um, it also appears from what they've said is that Mayak kind of noticed it was escalating and separated himself from the situation. Kind of trying to walk away from the situation. Right. Right. So anyway, with all that being said, it looked as if um, Antonio Brown was going to be suspended because he basically said, Mike Mayock, saying, you know, if you screw around again, we're going to, you know, this is going to lead to suspension. You're, you know, you're all with us or whatever. And uh, it was looking at suspension. So what uh, Adam Schefter was reporting is that based on them suspending him week one, it would cancel out the majority of his guaranteed money, if not all of it. It was 23 and some change, a million dollars, which in turn, if they would have, if they would follow through with, they're saying Antonio Brown probably would not be putting, you know, not be stepping in a Raiders uniform, which led me to post on Facebook right, about that. Right, yesterday I thought, like, the majority of us thought that we would not see him in a Raiders uniform again. Right, so fast forward to today, he meets with Mike Mayock, and they have, I guess, a pretty good... Uh, I think he had a meeting with the team today where the captains were all involved. Yep. He stood up in front of the team and... Basically said, hey, I want to be a part of this team. I, you know, I apologize for what I've done, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, be part of this team. And then he Gruden comes out today saying that he will in fact be playing Monday night against Denver. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not going to bank anything with what over 48 hours to, to go before the this story changes by the day. So, yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, what, what have you heard lately with Antonio Brown? But, uh, it, at this very moment, at 5.54 p.m., it's looking as though he is going to, in fact, be playing. If you drafted out. Antonio Brown on your fantasy team last night, you were like, oh, maybe I'll have to cut him. Obviously, you didn't. But now he's in your starting lineup. Tomorrow is another story. We'll All see. I'm saying, until you see him on the field for Monday night, you might want to have an auxiliary receiver in place. Right. Somebody from Denver or somebody for um, Oakland are going to be your only yeah. two options because they are the late, late Monday night game. See, this whole situation now, I wonder what's going through Mike Mayock being the GM of this team. Even though you are the GM and John Gruden is obviously the guy that makes all the shots and all the calls because he signed that ridiculous contract for $100-some million. Mike Mayock is a new GM. Everybody knows him from NFL Network. Whatnot. I wonder how he feels about this situation, you know, like uh, – uh, with the beef going on with him and Antonio Brown, obviously he probably you know wanted him to not play the game. He was disrespected. I think Antonio Brown called him a cracker and yep. you bitch and kicking the ball. Are you gonna find me this and that? <laughs> like and then the very next day and, and we if you're watching Hard Knocks or whatnot or just reading about it, Rudin has love for Antonio Brown. He does. And there's been so much that this guy has done week in week out to make you just like. Yeah, not be on the team, you know, like um, it'd be very interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Mayock, Mike Mayock is not the GM here for a while in that program because it's probably pretty much like Gruden is taking his player over his GM, you know. So. It, it could be that. It could also be a little bit of good cap, good cop, bad cop, um, trying to retain because AV kind of defines what this organization is going to be. And if they both jump on, on – you know, on the same team and go against Antonio Brown, and it's you know, then it's, it's over, right? It's it's players and coaches going against each other. Then you have you know the actual the team itself going against the player, and that's a bad look for the NFL. Right. So I think it's a little bit of good cop bad cop, but I, it's got to be running thin on Gruden. Gruden don't play around with this stuff. It's got to be running thin. Uh, and I'm, there's a no brainer that Antonio Brown stood up in front of the team today with all the captains, and apparently it was a really heartfelt apology, but. To me, that was like a $30 million apology right there because I think in the back of his mind, oh, he yeah. knew that there was a very good opportunity that 
That money's going out the window. It was going out the window. And, and based on this attitude, who's going to pick him up at this point? You know, who's going to pay him? Most of the teams that, that only other team that would probably pick him up, and, and he wouldn't get paid even a quarter amount of money. It would probably be the New England Patriots because Bill Belichick's the only person that can actually put up with somebody like that and actually turn him around. Right, and, and but the question would be, what do you? You know, I think depending on what Brady would be doing going forward, it might be under consideration, right. but. Yeah. You know that's a move that would happen, something like that. I'm, I'm actually happy you brought that up because I didn't think about him going to the Patriots. I don't know why. For some reason, Belichick can always take the, the head cases and whatnot and like turn Gordon. them around. Yeah. yeah. Like Jeff Gordon, he's starting week one. Yeah. They don't play around over there. Him and Brady don't play around. Yeah. Nope, not at all. But we'll see where this saga continues. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right, and we are back. We are talking our – Game picks for the week. It is that time of year. I am excited. I am pumped. I'm with Bobby. Matt is now joining us for this next segment. Matt, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's going on, Matt? Good to have you back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So we're gonna pick the. We're gonna do a pick 'em, and uh, Bobby's gonna give us the spreads. We're not doing it by spreads. We're just doing it by who we think is gonna win and lose. We're just throwing the spreads out there. Throwing right, the spreads. Give our scores out. We're gonna keep a running tab all year and see who wins at the end of the year. Game yeah. on. All right. Week one. Tennessee heading to Cleveland to play the new offense and defense Browns. Yep. Bobby, what's the over under? So on? Cleveland is at home. They're favored by five and a half points at home. I guess we'll start with Matt. Matt, who you got? Yeah, me and uh, me and Bobby were talking during the break. Uh, I think we're both on the Browns hype train here. They just have so many pieces on that team. Uh, I'm all about it. I love Baker Mayfield. I got the Browns winning this one, uh, 24-20. Matt, I agree with you. I think the atmosphere is going to be electric. Odell Beckham, I think word is now that he's going to be dressed and he's close to 100%. Is that correct? Odell will be playing Sunday. Right, so um, I think they're going to start off strong. I think Baker Mayfield is going to – Kind of finish off where he started last year. I got Cleveland winning 23-17. to 17. And it's going to be a clean sweep for me as well as I'm taking Cleveland, Cleveland also uh, with this high-powered offense. I think they're going to have a couple weeks where they're going to be really solid, and then after that, you know, we'll see. But I do think they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be close. I'm taking them 28-10 to 10 over Tennessee. Okay, so a clean sweep there between us. Yep. yep. Uh, next game, Baltimore heading to Miami to play the Dolphins. Uh, let's go ahead and get that yep. over-under. Yep, Baltimore is on the road. They're heading to Miami. Baltimore is favored by six and a half points. I guess I can start with this one. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's going to show up this year. I'm not going to say he's going to light it up. I really uh, think we're going to see a big, re- or a big step up from his game from rookie year to sophomore year. I'm going Baltimore 26, Miami 13. Um, looking at that game as well, I kind of feel the same way you are. I'm excited to see the high-powered offense with Lamar Jackson and what Harbaugh's got planned. We didn't see that in the preseason. I think the Dolphins are basically set up to fail based on their front office uh, and trading away <laughs> potential options. Now, don't be surprised if you see a little Fitz magic, uh, but I'm not going to bank on it this game. I'm going to take Baltimore in a lower-scoring game. I'm going to go ahead and say 21-10. to 10. Matt, what do you got? Yep, I'm riding the 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 early season Fitz Magic, uh, you know, hype train on that one, dude. Um, it's gonna be in Miami. Uh, the, yeah, they do have a lot of turnover and stuff going on. They're kind of rebuilding, uh, but I think they're just gonna come out firing. Uh, it's gonna be kind of an ugly game. A lot of Justin Tucker, and I don't even know who the Dolphins kicker is this year. Uh, but it's gonna be a lot of field goals. It's gonna be like 19 to 16. I'm Somewhere going Dolphins like that. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening as well. All right, moving forward, we're gonna go to the Atlanta Minnesota game. We have Atlanta traveling to Minnesota, the battle of the two dome teams, um, to take on the Vikings. Bobby, what do you have for uh, the over under? Over oh, well, uh, the spread in that the game. Spread, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I should you know I should put the over unders, but maybe Next that'll be week. further down the road, yep. right? But anyways, uh, yes, this game is at Minnesota. 
I, I think this is one of the more intriguing match, matchups of the week. I agree. Uh, but Minnesota is uh, favored at home by three and a half points, which pretty much is a pick because you do get three points for being at home. Right. So it's a very, very close matchup. And, um, well, I guess we'll roll with Matt since Atlanta's his team. Man, we'll yeah, see what, what you got, Matt? Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go Vikings on this one. It's a tough uh, tough first game of the season. Um, I do think it's going to come down to the wire. Um, the, the Julio Jones contract, uh, it seems like Arthur Blank has come out and said hopefully he's signed by kickoff on Sunday. I mean, we'll see if that happens. He's been saying that all summer. Um, but now I have the Vikings, uh, probably a game is like 26, 21, 22. So it's going to, it's going to be a little bit higher scoring for a week one. I feel like the week one games, it's either going to be a blowout or an ugly game that we saw last night, but it's hard not to be biased, but I'm going Vikings. I mean, that's not being biased. If you pick the other team to win for sure, Bobby, who you got? Yeah. You know what? This, uh, I think this matchup could go either way. I think we're going to see a little bit more scoring on both teams, especially if Julio's back. Uh, Dalvin Cook's been looking really good for Minnesota in the preseason, and I think he's going to start getting in his own right now, going into a year three or four, uh, and uh, maybe a rebound year by Kirk Cousins. So I'm rolling with uh, Minnesota 23, Atlanta 20. A very close game. Yeah, this is yeah, going to be a close one. This is going to be a good matchup, and, and a lot of my pick was determined on what Julio was going to do, if he was going to be there or not. And I can't do it. I can't let Atlanta get swept like this. I have to go with the Falcons. I think they'll okay. get it done. I <laughs> like the team. I like Matt Ryan. I think the offense is fantastic. The defense is good. There's a little work, I'm sure, to be done there. But I, I just, I, I think this is going to be a good year for Atlanta. I think as long as we stay healthy, man. As long hey, as that, that defense can hold up and we get this offensive line figured out. Um, we have the pieces, man. It's just putting it all together. I'm sure there's 31 other fan bases that feel the exact same way as you. But I'm taking Atlanta in this one. Again, like you guys said, a close one. I don't think, again, we're going to get a whole lot of high score games this weekend. So I'm going to take them in a close one, 24-21. Right. Okay. Moving on from that, we go to Buffalo versus the Jets. What yeah, so, so on, all right, go ahead, Matt. But on th- before you go, on, on this one right here, though, the Jets are at home. Favored by two and a half points. So, yeah. Yeah, this one is uh, both these teams, man. It seems like they've been rebuilding for for a very long time, trying to find their quarterbacks and and everything else. Um, I like the defenses on on both of these teams, um, but I feel like the Bills have a little bit better offense, even though they let go of uh, LaShawn McCoy. I have the Bills winning this game, um, 21-18. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. All right. My turn. I'll go ahead and go. Yep. yep. Um, I'm going with the Jets in this one. I think the Jets are going to walk away pretty pretty handily. I don't think it's going to be a lot of the run game. I think it's going to be more of the pass game. Basically, what they've done with bringing Le'Veon Bell in and creating all this hype on them is they, if they is they have forced teams to stack the box against them. Sam Darnold hasn't had a bad you know career yet by any means. It's still very early on. Um, but the wide receiver core, based on their wide receiver core and the fact that they paid all that money and built all that hype on Le'Veon Bell, it's going to force a lot of teams, especially in the first couple weeks, to sit up on them, which means you're getting more eight-man sets. You're getting those those linebackers up, limited nickel defenses and stuff like that. And I think he's going to be able to, you know, fairly expose this defense and get you get around him. So, and, and Le'Veon's going to get his yards. He's great with the hesitation. I don't think he's going to get a 100-yard game. I, just, I don't think it, but he's going to be enough to make it a difference, and I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Uh, let's say 17-10. to 10. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like it. 
Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, on par with you on that, Wes. Um, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Le'Veon Bell being yes. out for a year. You yes. know, so they're definitely going to want to get him, you know, the ball. Uh, Sam Darnold, we'll see. I mean, maybe if he grows this year. I like the defensive line, though, a lot for the Jets that with Quinn Williams. You know, I want to see what that defensive line is looking like. And don't forget about C.J. Mosley on that second C.J. Mosley, right. You have Adams yeah, in, the, in the backfield. That's a good yep. defense. It Absolutely. Really yes, they do have a nice defense. And I like Adams a lot from LSU back there yep. at safety. He's actually turning into one of the best ones in the league. So... I think it's going to be an ugly game. Yep. It's not going to be, you know, the most watched game in the league this week. But I'm going with the home team, the Jets, 16 to 10. There you go. Jets take the dub in two of ours, and Matt's going to be the uh, the outlier with Buffalo. We'll see how it works out. Washington heading to Philly to play the Eagles. Carson Wentz is there. He does not have the luxury of having Nick Foles as a backup. He does have McCown, who came out of retirement now, as a backup. Right. But we'll see what happens with that. So, But, again, you have Washington going to Philly. It's a 1 o'clock game. Matt, we'll see who you have first. But, Bobby, what do we have as far as the spread? This is one of the bigger spreads of the week right now. Philly is at home favored by 9.5 points. A lot of that to do with the uh, confusion at quarterback and the fact that Trent Williams won't be there regardless. Right. Sure a lot of people lot are kind of, you know, not knowing what to expect and not expecting a lot at all from the Washington offense. I know they're going to have a decent defense, but. So, Matt, yeah. I, I think you're right next to the stadium right now. Uh, what, what do you got going on? Pick wise. So, for the Redskins Eagles game, man, uh, the stuff that I've been hearing out of. <laughs> out of the Redskins over this offseason with the Trent Williams thing. Now, just just in the past couple of days, it's come up that they're talking about not even having Adrian Peterson suit up. Yeah, I heard uh, he might be inactive about, or something. I heard about that. Exactly, the and, and he could be either traded or cut by by the uh, you know the trade deadline, which I thought was weird since they signed him to a two-year contract. Darius Geis is coming off a torn ACL. You have no idea what he's going to do. Um, Chris Thompson, he's a great uh, receiving back, but he's always injured. No, the Eagles. <laughs> I have. I'm taking all the points in this one. They should win this game by by pretty much ten points, in my opinion, if not more. Especially being at home, I have this one uh, thirty-one to to fourteen. Eagles. All right, you're gonna take Philly, Philly. Bobby, what do you got? Yeah, man. I'm kind of. You know, I'm kind of similar. With our picks on this one, I'm definitely taking Philly in this. I just really think that their um, their defense is just going to give havoc, you know, to the Redskins' offense right now. I'm not really sold on Case Keenum, and uh, Darius Geis will be making his first start. I, I do like his upside. Not sure what's going on with Adrian Peterson and um, Chris Thompson. I do like him, you know, as a third down scat guy. I just think on the road in Philadelphia, it's going to be way too much for them to overcome week one. Um, I think it's going to be a close game in the first half, but I see Philly running away. I got Philly 24, Redskins 9. All right. Sounds about right. Yep, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm taking Philly as well. You know, there's so much confusion right now in Washington going on for so many positions. Um, there's instability in the organization in regards to just, just the basic health of players. So when you're going against a team like Philly, who's got a, he's, they really do have their ducks in a row right now. You know, there's a couple question marks on the team, but for the most part, uh, they're, they're they're pretty solid. I see them being a playoff team for sure this year in some sort of aspect. So I, I mean, I'm, can, I, sorry to interrupt real quick, but can you can you name one Redskins receiver? Can either of you name one? Not since they got rid of Dotson. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I can't. And uh, I don't that, know. Reed. Exactly. <laughs> I'd count, it, it, does Jordan Reed count? Yeah, just, exactly. Jordan Reed. <laughs> or does Darius Jordan guys Reed count out of the backfield? <laughs> 
they had, they drafted some guy named Trey Quinn. There's been a lot yeah, of hype around yeah, him. Yeah, I've heard about like, him. Yeah, I've heard about him too, but right. Until with you start getting him as your quarterback, right. he's so limited. But uh, yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead, Wes. Go ahead. Yeah, and nah, just to finish up, I'm taking Philly. I mean, that, that's all there really is to it. I'm taking Philly. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going on from that, we have the Rams going to Carolina to play the Panthers. Now, I don't know in particular, and I haven't heard any reports on any impact for um, the stadium um, with you know Hurricane Dorian. I don't know how close it got. Or any of that stuff. I just know he got close there. Yeah, I don't think it's as bad because Charlotte's a little more inland. So I think they might have been spared. I think we're good to go on that game. Gotcha. Yeah, because they probably would have said something by now. So what do you got for a spread? So I got the LA Rams going across the country, favored by two and a half points at Carolina. That is a tough game to pick. And you know what? If you don't mind, can I just take this one first? I was was, going to give it to you anyway. This was my upset of the week, Uh, actually, right now, uh to be honest with you. Um, I like Carolina, man. I don't know, you know, like I think, Dab, you know, Dab Newton. I'm sorry, Cab Newton. Is he going to bring it back or whatnot? But it's been a couple years, you know. He's been, you know, now with Christian McCaffrey, you know, that yeah, everybody's all I'm hyped on, on, you know, Christian. with him. Yeah. They have a de- decent defense, and Jared Goff just got paid. We don't know what's up with Gurley. Um, I'm going with the upset, you know. They got to go across country. I'm going Carolina 29, LA 27. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game. All right, Matt, what do you got? Um, actually, I have the Panthers in this one. Um, uh, again, it being in Carolina, uh, Cam Newton actually had, was about to have his best season in his pro career last year with the 68% completion percentage, which is almost 10 more points uh, than it has been in, in, in you know the rest of his career. Um, like you said, Christian McCaffrey, he's really great. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, we'll see. I have the Panthers winning this one, uh, 28 to 24. You know, going into the season, if I would have told you that it would be a clean sweep for Carolina, I, I think we'd all be pretty surprised. Right. Um, I'm actually taking Carolina too in this game. Right. I, I like Carolina a lot more than I have in years past. I believe it or not, am not a big fan of the Rams offense. And I know that that's crazy to say, but I'm I'm not a big fan of him. I, I think a lot of that Sean McVay driven, and now that we have another year in the books of a film on him, what else? That'll are make you a big get? difference right there too. Yeah. Right? I'm not a huge fan of, of Goff either. Right. I'll be honest yeah, with I you. think he's you know? very limited as a quarterback. Very limited. I'm a fan uh, of Cooper he's a Cup. Smart but kid. Goff, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have no problems with him as as a person or anything like that. I just I'm not a big fan of, of him as, as a QB. Now he just got this massive massive extension, which is out of nowhere. Which, yeah, which has led which has led the Rams to invest their really invest all their money in four players, that being Aaron Donald, right. uh, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Jared Goff. So you, you're investing all. I mean, what happens if one of these dudes gets injured? You know, right. they're tied up. Right. Exactly. exactly. So. Yeah. Um, I, and I actually heard of that conversation going on the other day, and I'm like, you know what? That makes that makes total sense. So I'm, I'm taking Carolina in this one too. I, I don't think they're going to break away or anything like that. I, I'll look for a lot from Christian McCaffrey. I'm not even mentioning that because he's on my fantasy team. He's going to be but, a workhorse, so he's yeah, going to he, get the bill a lot. He is. He's going to get a lot of reps. It was crazy, a crazy drop right before the start of the regular season. Torrey Smith actually gets into uh, getting cut from the Panthers, so that that was interesting to me. Um, but we'll, we'll, I got Carolina in a, in a close one. I, I, if I were to say, I'd go probably nine to 17, something like that at the most. I don't see them getting a whole lot. Maybe Cam gets a touchdown right. and, and then McCaffrey runs one in. That's about it. You're not getting much more than that. Um, and, uh, Joey Sly, uh, 
from North Stafford will be kicking for the Panthers that weekend. So oh, okay, there we yep, go. Yep, hometown, hometown kicker. Uh, his his uh, brother actually ended up dying from cancer. He promised his brother he'd make it to the NFL, and he oh, is man. there. Um, so good luck to him. Hope he uh, hope yeah, he, yeah, hope he nails him. Yep. Yep. And that all happened because Graham Graham Gano went on the IR. So if really? Graham Gano didn't yeah. go on IR, he wouldn't be on there. So yeah. Things happen for a reason. Moving forward, we got the next one o'clock game. It's Kansas City heading down to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. That's the game Wes is going to be at right I there. I will be at there, and I will probably do a couple mm-hmm. live sessions from there if I can. Kansas City is favored by three and a half points. That pretty much, you know, that's a close game right it's, there. It's that's going to be a fun game to watch. I wish I could join you, but circumstances. Yeah, you got to with the hurricane. You gotta I got a yeah, yeah I got a high school football coach on Sunday because of this darn hurricane. So you if not, I'd have been there. You got a five-star recruit. You're gonna be playing against. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta defend against this Marvin Scott running back out of Port Orange next week, who's been offered by everybody and their mother. So, yeah, 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 Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Clemson. He's committed to Nebraska right now, but he's gotten offers from everybody and their mother. But yeah, that's what I'll be doing. All right, who you got in the game? You know what, Wes? This is uh, a Kansas City has such a high-powered offense. You know, uh, obviously with Pat McCombs, Tariq Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. And company, I don't want to get too in depth in depth with this game. I think the Jacksonville defense is definitely going to show up. I'm not sure how Nick Foles is going to do on the first game. You know, connect with his receivers and whatnot. I'm taking KC in a real close game, though. I'm going 20, uh, Kansas City 20, Jacksonville 16. I feel like I just got talked to like I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Like <laughs> I knew this was a hard, you know. I, and you know, and, and just going. Everybody know that the Cowboys are my team. But ever since I moved down here five years ago, like I have inherited, you know, like the Jags, that like, Duval, MR, man, that Duval, like big time. Eh. But I just, you know, this is going to be a tough it matchup. It is a for tough him, matchup. You know what I mean? And it's you know a team that's hungry coming off of. Uh, you know, an AFC lo- AFC championship loss to um, the Patriots. It's going to be. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the game, though. I'll tell you that. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. You think about it. It's the the previous two teams to lose to the uh, Patriots and AFC championship matching up. It's, it's an interesting matchup. Matt, who you got? Um, so this is actually this is going to be my upset pick of the week. Uh, I have the Jaguars winning this game. Wow. Um, Nick Foles and uh, D.D. Westbrook is what I've been hearing this offseason. season. They've yes. been practicing a lot. And got got some chemistry going. Uh, we already know about the Jags defense. Um, and it's, it just seems like week one, that defense wins more than offense. Uh, the games are kind of sloppy, lots of, lots of offensive penalties, just lots of penalties in general. Um, but no, I definitely have the Jaguars winning this one. It's going to be close too. uh, it's almost the same score. I have this one 20 to 18, but the, the Jaguars winning. And, and that would be the time. That'd be the type of game they're going to have to it's win. It's going to be not your typical 24-21, 24-17. There's going to be a missed field goal. Oh, There's going to yeah. be a, a fumble or, or a safety. You're just gonna, that's just how it's going to pan out. I think you know, Jacksonville is definitely going to get theirs on defense one way or another. Right. So, um, got a little picking your own team, um, Matt. I'm sure you enjoyed it earlier. No, but with with this one, looking at it, uh, in all seriousness, Matt brought up a good point. Um, we. Uh, we lost Cam Robinson this weekend due to a knee issue. Uh, it's been lingering since he, him tearing his ACL last year. Uh, so he will not be playing. Will Richardson will be stepping in for him, who had a really good preseason. So while I won't say it's a wash as far as the positional player, I will say that I think he can step in and get the job done. Nick Foles has also been battling ab- abdomen issues all week. So he was actually a questionable uh, leading up until about a day, or go- a day ago where he was confirmed to be the starter for week one. So – 
uh, I like what Matt said. I'm kind of piggybacking off that. Uh, Kansas City is an excellent team. I'm not trying to say that you know we're going to come in there and rip my part because we're not. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. I think both teams are going to make mistakes, and that's what it's going to come down to. Penalties is going to be the big thing with Jacksonville. If they can stay out of penalty trouble early in the game, I think they'll have a shot. Leonard Fournette's got to get going, but I don't see that really the offense getting too going too good. It's going to be a big defensive game. Um, Kansas City reloaded on defense, so they're going to look good. So I, I got Jacksonville in a close one. I got them in a close one. It's going to be a, a, a game of field goals, and it's going to be 16-13. to 13. If you can hold – anybody holds Kansas City under 20 points, um, you should win the game. If you can hold them to 13, yes. like you yes. predict, then you, you better win that game. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that's the only way I see Jacksonville coming out on top in that game. Right. Uh, moving forward, we have our next game. It is going to feature the other L.A. team, the Chargers. And they will be at home versus Indianapolis and the Andrew Luckless Colts with Jacoby Brissett being your starter. Um, that game, what do we got on the spread? L.A. Chargers are at home. They are favored by six and a half points. And that's going to be our 405 game. Okay. Uh, Matt, who you got? Um, This one's kind of tough. I just think with all the Melvin Gordon stuff, there's always I feel like there's always a little underlying drama that, that's always circling Phillip Rivers' Chargers teams. Um, somebody's injured. I, I, just, I never have faith in and I, It sounds horrible. I like Phillip Rivers. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's just never got it done. Um, and I think the Colts are going to rally around uh, Jacoby Brissett and really, you know, try to try to win for him. And I know he's going to try to win for, for the rest of his teammates too. I actually have the Colts winning this game uh, 26-23. Okay. Mm, that's a nice win. That'd be a great win for them. Yeah, yeah. Going, great week one yeah. win. All right, nice pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to join you on that. I'm picking Indy as well. I like the I like the way you looked at it, um, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at it as well. Is they're gonna they're gonna you know come and come together as a team around him. You know, Jacoby Brissett was their starter at one point with Luck having his issues. He knows that offense, and I would say he feels pretty comfortable with it. In my personal opinion, I think he can handle the load. Uh, uh, again, Melvin Gordon issue. I think while it has become a non-issue for the players in the locker room. I think it is an issue for them from an offensive standpoint. I don't think Eckler is going to be able to handle what Melvin Gordon was putting up, although I don't think Melvin Gordon is 10 times better than him. Uh, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be another one of those low-scoring games. I like the Colts' defense a lot better than I have in years past. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it a 2017 Indy win, Bobby. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm total. actually, I'm the total opposite you guys on this one. I do like Indianapolis and Brissett uh, down the road. I think he's going to actually be the guy for them, you know, that they want to be with Luck leaving. But the uh, Chargers are always very tough early on in the season. And I think, you know, um, Keenan Allen and um, uh, Rivers have a really good connection. And I think that, you know, it's just a tough game, you know, for Brissett to start the season off going over uh, to San Diego. I'm going LA, uh, LA 28. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. LA. I, Push I keep ups. I know. Yeah, up downs. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm going, I'm going LA 28 and D 13. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so we'll see in that game. Melvin Gordon, I think at the end of the day, is going to be a big non-issue. I think Andrew Luck being gone is more of an issue than Melvin Gordon, and that's saying something. Uh, because I think they have a very legitimate backup and a legitimate starter in Jacoby Brissett. He is a starter in this league. I like him as a quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving forward, we have our next 405 game. It's going to be Cincinnati versus Seattle. Yep, so Seattle is at home, which is um, probably the hardest place to play in the NFL, if not or, well, home of the 12th if not one of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are favored by nine and a half points against Cincinnati at home over at the Century Link. Yeah, so this one for me was a really easy pick. I'm going Seattle. I don't like a whole lot of anything right now about the Cincinnati team in general. 
They got they're under a new coach. That you know, Andy Dalton's kind of got to prove it to this new coach that he's the guy. Uh, AJ Green's been all over the place health wise. You don't John Ross really hasn't been what you expected to be. The run game's lackluster. The offensive line's not great. There's there's a lot of problems for me with Cincinnati. Excuse me. Um, and I'm a Russell Wilson fan. That dude can run the offense by himself. He doesn't need anybody. So I, I, I you know, who cares who's out there with him? He's gonna score points. I just, I think that's how it's gonna work out. He's got him. that offense down pat, man. He knows how to make it roll. Yeah, I got Seattle uh, twenty-one to three. Yeah, I'll step up next. I mean, I'm, I don't need to talk much about this game. Uh, I, I just think Seattle rolls at home. Yeah, uh, no brainer. I got them thirty to three. There you go, Matt. What you got? Uh, yeah, not gonna make. Keep this uh, short and simple. I uh, have the Seahawks winning uh, 30 to uh, 14. So we're all kind of all, all kind of there with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kind of yeah. a blowout sort of game. Um, puts them in the backseat of the AFC North. Or that's how it looks at least. Uh, next game you got is Giants. The New York Giants traveling the Big D to play the Dallas Cowboys. I'll take the lead on this one. I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys are Cowboys are at home, favored by six and a half. Zeke just got signed. They plan on rumor is they're going to give him maybe they wanted twenty to twenty five touches, which seemed a little high. But I mean, you just paid the guy ninety million dollars, man. Make him your workhorse. There you um, go. Uh, even going into this game, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't like last week. I didn't think Zeke was going to be playing. I thought that even with Pollard, that we would still be able to beat him. Mm-hmm. I think you know we have a really, really, really stout defense. I would say that we're on paper a top five defense right now. I can agree and, with that. And um, the Giants, I don't know, man. I mean, Eli is kind of towards the end of his career. I don't really need to talk much about this. I think you're going to see Zeke get a little bit of action. I think the Dallas defense is going to be stout. Obviously, it's going to be close, a little bit close because it is a rivalry game. It's a division game. I got Dallas 21, New York Giants 12. All right, Matt, what do you got? Yeah, no, I had the Cowboys winning this one 24-14. Should be uh, pretty easy. I'm over Eli Manning. I felt bad a couple years ago. Straight up. I mean, I felt bad a couple years ago when, uh, who was it, Ben McAdoo benched him for that one game for Geno Smith. That that was, I right. think, Ben McAdoo should have been fired right after that decision was made. Um, but putting all that in the past now, I'm over Eli Manning. I think he's done. Uh, doesn't I mean, he's got Sterling Shepard to throw to and Saquon, but other than that, no, nah, it's, it's Cowboys all day for me on this one. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas as well in this game. Uh, I mean, even before Zeke was coming back, I still had Dallas getting it. I think they have a great backup in Tony Pollard. He's going to evolve, and they're at, they're not going to involve evolve into a two back team. Zeke's going to be your workhorse, but now you have options where if you want to, your ten games in the season, you guys are eight and two. Maybe you lighten his load a little bit just right. to just to keep him healthy for the playoffs because you know that's where you're heading. They have that option now. Their defense is fantastic, led by two amazing defensive linebackers with Van Der Esch. Um, you have Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, I, one of the top. I was heading there. Yeah. I was heading there. Demarcus Lawrence is there on defense. Don't forget Robert Quinn on the bookend too, though. Correct. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what this man is named. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what teams. Are, that's great. That's what teams are are gonna they're gonna forget about Quinn on the other side. They're gonna be yeah. told about him, but at the end of the day, Lawrence is gonna be creating a lot of problems, which is gonna open everything up for Quinn. Right. Um, Dallas is gonna walk away with this one. I think Saquon's gonna to get his yards. He's definitely probably going to hit 100 yards. Yeah, because he's going to get 25, he's 30 gonna, touches, so he's going to do his justice. He could, yeah. I could potentially see it being, a, it, you know, if the Giants want to keep this one close, it could be a 100, 100-yard 100 game for him, you know, where he's right. receiving and running a lot. Um, but regardless, I still got Dallas taking it. Something around what Matt had, I'm going to go with a 24-10. Nice. 24-10. Uh, next game, Lions-Cardinals. Uh not not the most hyped up game of the week. You're seeing Kyler Murray in his uh in this new <laughs> yeah new absolutely man with, yeah uh, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury that's yeah. that's about all you're really getting out of this one versus Matt Stafford. Uh, it will be 
in uh, Arizona. What's the spread on it? Yeah, so Detroit's getting Detroit's favored by two and a half on the road. You know, uh, Arizona's not getting that respect yet with Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's got to prove himself. You know, that's why they're underdogs. Um, yeah, so Detroit's favored by two and a half at Arizona. I'm gonna go ahead and actually take the Cardinals in this game. Um, not to you know, I, I'm not. I'm not a believer in that Lions team. I mean, Matt Stafford's good. He's a great quarterback. But, you know, what's around him? I mean, let's be honest here. What's what's yeah. really going on around him? Uh, Kyler Murray, while I'm not massively – I'm not big on him. I'm really not. I think he's going to be okay. I don't think he's going to blow people away. Uh, but I, I do think he'll come out here and get the win. He's had a lot of help, you know, evolving his game. He has weapons with him. He has Larry Fitzgerald. He's, he's you know, at his age still out there balling. Right. You got Johnson in the backfield who, while he had a bad year last year, I, I look for him to rebound this year and, and, and do something better. Uh, the defense is, 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 again, not great, but solid. You're losing your star cornerback for the first four weeks of the season due to penalty. Or right. due to suspension, so that that hurts. But I, I think they're going to sneak away with this one in a close one. It's going to be like a 13-10 sort of game. Yep. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so this one, a lot of people have been hating on the Lions, and I know they don't have, like, other than Matt Stafford, they don't have too many guys that jump out at you. Um, I, I mean, I, I, th- I still think the Lions, especially this year, they're, I think they're one of the, they're going to be one of the most underrated teams. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, going to make a Super Bowl run or anything, you know, like that. They have, a, they're in a really hard division with Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, I do have the Lions winning this game, though. It's going to be an ugly one, uh, you know, 16-13, something, something yeah. like that. But I, I have the Lions winning this one. All right, Matt. Yeah, that's funny. I just pointed, <laughs> I just pointed to the West right now. Two great minds that think alike. Arizona, you know, Kyler Murray is going to really be entertaining, I think, you know, throughout the season. He's very athletic. He's going to be of um, somebody that's going to definitely um, – people are going to want to watch, you know, because he's going to run around, throw the ball around. This is going to be a little bit of doozer. You're going to see turnovers. Uh, Matt um, Matt Stafford's you know going to make a play or two. That's going to be uh, determine the outcome of this game. But I have it written down too. I have Detroit 16, Arizona 13. All right. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I while I don't think it's going to be a crazy interesting game, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to watch for in there. And I mean, I'm still going to be interested in it. I'm still going to watch some highlights on that, but. Yeah, I'm going to be the, uh, the outlier, and I'm going to say Murray gets his first win in his first game. Next game we have Tampa Bay will be hosting the 49ers, who will be coming from the West Coast to be playing. Uh, it's going to be another one of those 405 games, and Bobby will yeah, give us the that's one. That's one of the two pick'ems of the week. You know, it, it, it's Tampa, it's .5, 0.5, so that's a pick'em. Mm-hmm. You can't win by a half a game. You can't win by a half a point, so that, that's a pick'em. That's a toss-up right there, so it, they have it Tampa uh, favored by – Point five, which is a pick'em. Yeah. What do you got, Wes? Talk yeah. to us on. Um, I'm looking at that game. I, I'm just not. I love Bruce Arians. It's man. hard, dude. I <laughs> love Bruce Arians, and I think that's the only thing keeping me away from just picking the 49ers right out because I, I like Kittle. I didn't like Garoppolo, but I think he'll get it together. I'm not too concerned about that. McKinnon's on the IR, so you're losing him again. But you didn't have him last year either, so. I'm I got go- Tevin Coleman now this year though. Exactly. Matt Breida. Exactly. Matt Breida broke out. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's why I'm going to stick with the uh, w- with my original pick, and that's that's the San Francisco 49ers to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I love Arians. I think it's going to take him a little time to get some some traction down there though, right off the bat. A little evaluation time he's going to need. And I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. I'm going to say 22-13. Uh, Matt, who you got? Yeah, so uh, I'm thinking kind of the opposite. I mean, I like Bruce Arians. I think he's going to – 
it's going to be a hit or miss. I mean, he's Jameis Winston at this point. A lot of people think uh, he is what he is at this point. There's a lot of there's some really good balls, some pretty deep balls. Uh, but then he makes some boneheaded decisions at really critical times. Um, we'll see if Bruce Arians can change that. I think the first couple of weeks, the Bucks they're going to start off pretty hot like they did last last year. They're just going to try to drop as many points on you as they possibly can. Um, I actually have this game as, as a pretty high-scoring game. Um, I have the Buccaneers winning 31-28. to 28. Oh, nice. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with Matt, you know, on that board. I just – in a game like this, I'm kind of – like when you're, when you're traveling from San Francisco all the way across the country to Tampa Bay and it's real hot mm-hmm. down here, the humidity oh, is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – I'm not going to talk much about it. I think Jameis Winston might have a decent season this year. A lot of people, a lot of my local friends around here are Tampa fans. And um, I'm just going to roll with Tampa 22 to 17. I just think, you know, just going across country and that heat might play a factor. Might be one of those game situations where whoever has the ball last wins the game. Yeah, it's going to be, again, like you said with the spread. I mean, it's, 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 a, a, pick it's a straight it's up a pick, pick em. Em. Yeah. 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 All right. And then your Sunday night headliner, you have Pittsburgh. Going to New England, 8:20 on NBC to play the Patriots. New England at home in a big game that everybody's obviously going to be watching. The whole country's going to be watching. Their favorite New England is at home, favored by five and a half points. I gotta go New England. I gotta go New England. I'm yeah. taking the Patriots in this game. They're gonna. It, it's gonna be a big night, in New England. They're gonna be unveiling another banner. Um, it's ring ceremony, I believe, week one as well. It's it's the Patriots night, and they're gonna finish that off with a win. Over the over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is the one of the ones I actually do have being a higher scoring game. I'm going 28 to uh, 35, New England. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Wes. It's I mean I just don't see how they lose this game. You know, revealing the ring, dropping the banner, Tom Brady at home Monday night against the Steelers. It, I'd be very shocked if they lose this game. I'm sure it's going to be very close. I'd even wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers had the lead. Uh, with a minute and a half left in this game, but somehow Tom yep. Brady is going to end up figuring out a way to win this game it, or not lose this game. I got them 24 yeah. to 21. It very well come down to that. Yeah, Matt, yeah. what do you think? Um, so I'm 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 going to go with the Steelers on this one. Uh, I think this, this we know how the Patriots uh, we know how they treat September games. It's pretty oh, much yeah. the preseason for their for their starters. Um, they like to go two and two and stuff like that. And be, oh, it's finally the, the the Tom Brady's demise. Nope, nope. Uh, the Steelers are going to win this one. I think they might even win it pretty handedly. All right. um, okay, I have a 31-21 score. All right. All right. I'll okay. be turning up in Pittsburgh after oh, that game. Oh, yeah. That they love you. Hey, right and now. you know what, though? You know what, Matt? I wouldn't be mad if that happens at you, man. No. <laughs> I'll be honest because, with you. <laughs> I'll tell you why, too, is because I think that it's, it's just one of those games that we'll look back, you know, way later in the season getting closer to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even the matchup, we'll, they'll match up in the playoffs. And it'd be, oh, yeah, the Steelers, you know, they, they look pretty well against them. And then it's like, no, the Patriots then will smash their heads in in the playoffs. Like, right. Uh, that's right. just the way I see it playing out. Makes sense. Little fun fact for you. Since 2010, there's only been three teams to never to, – three teams, excuse me, that have not played in a wild card game. Those three teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Cleveland Browns, and the last one, the New England Patriots, have not played in a wild card game since 2010. Because all the Patriots seem to do is win their division. You know? Exactly. They, 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 they haven't. When was the last time they lost their division? Dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, the year that, uh, that uh, he tore his ACL. Right. Castle yeah. came in. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, so then we move mm-hmm. on to Monday night, Houston versus New Orleans. A little doubleheader Monday night action yeah. to start the season. Ooh, I'm hype about this game. I'm I think it's going to be a really good Monday night game. I'm, I'm hype for this Houston, one, man. Well, let me, get, uh, let me go start ahead, take on this it. one. It's yours. It's yeah, yours. so Matt, hold yeah, on. Yeah, so dude, it's, let me get started on Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it, but the spread is Houston is at New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by six and a half points. I am excited, too. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, man. I mean, six and a half points. I feel like that's a lot. Um, I know the Texans have they've they've been wheeling and dealing the last couple of weeks. They're they're going all in on this team, uh, even without Jadavian Clowney. I I still think that their defense is going to be very good. Um, it, this one, I wish I wish this game was in Houston because I'd I'd pick the Texans then. But just I I know how hard being an Atlanta fan and, and playing the Saints twice a year every year, playing in the Mercedes Benz in that dome is. It's a tough challenge, man, but I think this, it could go either way. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, you know, I'm thinking like 33-30. It's, it's going to be – I'm hoping it's going to be a fun, high, high offensive game, and uh, the Saints are going to win it. All right. Uh, looking at that game, uh, I'm not really with the Texans with all their moves. I know that the Tunsil move is really flashy right now, but – We'll see how it plays out this season. He's. I mean, with Kenny Stills too. So you have DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, and, and if Will Fuller, Fuller could ever yes. stay healthy, there's a stat that I, I believe it's uh, every every game that Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller have played in, Will Fuller score he scores a touchdown every time. Oh, I don't. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills, man. Oh man, I'm Texans. Texans are going to be a tough challenge, I think, this year. Uh, we will see. We will definitely see. I'm taking New Orleans in this one, though. Like you said, it's it's, a, it's a near impossible to beat the Saints in the Mercedes Dome. It's that's just, the only reason why I'm going with the Saints in this you know, game. And I'm taking the Saints actually pretty handedly here. I think the the Texans are still a little dysfunctional in my opinion. Uh, so I'm taking them 24 to seven. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm kind of uh, with Matt on this a little bit. I really think that it's going to be a very entertaining game. I expect to see some points. Uh, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, what a great connection right there. Um, I'm looking very – Alan Kamara, I mean, and playing at, you know, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, that's a very, very hard place to win at, no matter if you're yeah. any opposing team. I do like Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. I think they, they are going to put up some points. I just – it's going to be very, very hard to win at Mercedes-Benz Dome. I'm going New Orleans 32, Houston 24. All right, okay. and that's going to lead us to our last game, our last pick for the week. Denver versus Oakland in Oakland. Bobby. And like you just said, and like you just said, it is that's our other pick of the week. Yep. Yep, that, that spread is Oakland by .5, just kind of like the Tampa Bay-San Fran game. This Denver-Oakland game is a flip of a coin pick em. And I guess I'll just start with it. Um, it. It's at Oakland. <laughs> is AB going to play? I, mean, I, I, I don't even know, man. You know what? I, I, I picked Oakland. I, I don't even need to get in debt with this. I, I picked Oakland 17-15. This game could go either way, man. I just don't know what to expect out the Raiders. <laughs> What's going on with oh, them right yeah. now, man? I, I have no idea what to expect, man. So I just flipped a coin. I literally was at work, and I flipped a coin. Tails <laughs> in a game, and I picked, out a, I, I, I picked it out. So that's my pick. All right, Matt, what do you got? Um, yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. I'd I'd like to to think that the Broncos could come into Oak or uh, wherever the hell they're playing at now. I don't even know if they're playing in Los Angeles or Vegas or Oak, who knows. Uh, the Raiders are they're the Raiders still, man. They haven't done anything in a long time. They had one good season a few years ago. I'm going I'm going Raiders this one. Mm-hmm. Um, 17-14. 
I'd really like to pick the Broncos in there. I think that they so did made I. a couple smart moves, but they're still just they're they're still a few pieces away. Well, um, let me let me help you guys with that, and I'll just go ahead and do it for both of you. I'm taking Denver in this game, and the reason that I'm taking because your roommate is short. You like? Oh no no no! It has nothing, nothing <laughs> exactly. to do with that. No, here's why. I'm he's taking, a he's a he's a Denver fan, right? He, I, 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 I was he, he will right. be at the Jags game wearing his Sanders jersey. So, um, of course, got to you have to. Um, anyway, I'm taking Denver, and here's why I'm taking Denver. Denver's defense is great, no question. Top five defense in the league. I think we can all agree on that. As long uh, as Vaughn Miller's out there hunting, boy, they're going to be and, active. And Chubb on the other side Chubb, too, right? Yeah. Who has been nothing but fero- nothing less than ferocious in this preseason. I'm taking Denver because they are stable. I, Flacco doesn't have to do a lot. Flacco's he's going to be kind of in the same situation that Foles is going to be in him with Jacksonville. They have very good defenses. They just need to know how to manage the game, which I believe Flacco can do. Let's not right. also, let's also not forget Flacco was a little ticked off about them picking up Locke, who is also now on the eight week IR. Is he, is he eight he week is, now? Yeah, wow. he is on the IR right now, so he yep. doesn't have to worry about him. But now's his chance to prove a point. To tell him he can go ahead and sit on the bench for another couple of years because I still have some left in me. Right. He's got a run game. He's got Booker. He's got Freeman. He's got Lindsey in the backfield. He's got Emmanuel Sanders out there to receive the ball. They just <sighs> uh, drafted Noah Font. He's going to be good. He's looked pretty good. Yeah, that's the right. Offensive Noah Font. I mean, line is going to be the biggest question on this team. They are horrendous. That is the biggest problem. But if Flacco can get the ball out quick, which he has proven he can do before, and the run game can show up and be mediocre, that defense can carry him to a win. And I say that's what they do this week. I say Antonio Brown, whether he plays or doesn't play, it's all going to depend on who's throwing the ball to him, which is Carr, who I don't believe in. And I saw a lot of things I didn't like from him in the preseason. Give me Denver 10 to 7. Or I'm sorry, 10 to 3. 10 to 3. 10 to 3. 3. Okay. 3. We're getting yeah. another Green Bay game. Good points. I like your I like your points on Yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, man. Wes yeah. is confident on that one too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a few teams I that thought I about like. that one. There's a few teams that I like this year that to be sleepers. That, I don't I That's Wes's lock of the week right there by the way. Oh, we, we should do lock of the week. In fact, in fact, now we're doing it. We're doing it. It is now a thing. We're doing a lock we'll of the week. We're doing our right lock now. of the week yeah. right now. My lock of the week actually. Let me see what I got here. I'm going to try and take one of the non-sweep games that we had because we had a lot of sweep games i'm gonna try and take a non-sweep game on this one am i not mine in there i'll throw mine in there real quick uh my lock of the week is definitely seahawks Bengals in seattle yeah if the seahawks if this is even a close game for them i think that'll tell a lot about how their season's gonna go there's uh, the Bengals are yeah my, my lock of the week is going to be New England over Pittsburgh with the banner ceremony, all the stuff going on, all uh, the legends that are going to be there. Again, like I said, I think Pitt, or I think New England handles them pretty well, albeit a close game still, but New England's my lock. Give me them. My lock of the week is going to be the Eagles over the Redskins. <clears throat> I just don't see them losing. Another good one. Yeah, that's there. just another one that yep. just they should just blow them out of the water. Yep. And just to confirm, we did our picks for the week already. We had one, two, three, four, five, six sweeps. We had Cleveland sweeping Tennessee. We had Philly sweeping Washington. We had Carolina sweeping the Rams. We had Seattle sweeping Cincinnati. Dallas, we had them sweeping the Giants. And to finish it off, we all had New Orleans winning in the Superdome versus the Houston Texans as our locks. We'll wait and see how they pan next out. Week, next week when we get back on, we'll have a running record of our current record of you know our this standings. week our standings yes, yeah our standings yep. as as posted i'll keep up with it throughout the weekend and add and, and adjust it as need be we'll come in with you monday we'll have another episode monday sounds good matt, right matt will you be joining us for monday uh i will be working if you if i am available i will let you know and hopefully i can jump on at least for a few minutes sounds like a plan i am excited Perfect. the weekend is here 
It is time. I'm amped up, boy. I got my college tomorrow. We got this is the full first weekend, and we got college tomorrow, and then I can wake up all hungover and watch NFL on Sunday. This is the closest thing we're gonna get to when we were kids getting out of school for the summer. Oh yeah, the closest thing. There's no better time of the year than right here. This is the best weekend of the year, bro. Yep. So for Bobby and Matt, this is Wes, and this has been the extra point. Thanks for listening. Take care. Take care. Yep. Later.